Hello, everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. I'm uh, sitting in a parking lot, no joke, right before a show in Gravenhurst, Ontario, with uh, the one and the only, the only, the one and the only, Daryl G. Purvis. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Daryl Gordon Purvis. Maybe you put the mic a little closer. The only person on the show besides Mark. That's right. Uh, I was doing this show by myself. Uh, I got booked for this birthday party at an opera house. That's right. 40 people at an opera house in Gravenhurst, Ontario. And it's uh, some guy's 60th birthday. So they're pulling out all the stops. So they called Canadian juggernaut Mark Joseph Bennett. And uh, then I thought... The last thing in the world I want to do is drive to Gravenhurst by myself and show up and bomb by myself. So I figured, who, who would join me in this journey if he has Friday night off? And it was Daryl Gordon Purvis. Yeah, you can pretty much guess 51 out of 52 Fridays I have off. So, <laughs> <laughs> good chance. Brought him along for yeah, the ride. Mark, Mark sent me a text and he said, uh, I'll pay you 20 bucks, but you got to get your own Tim Hortons. And I was like, well, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah, I was uh, actually gonna get Daryl's Tim Hortons, but uh, I had to go to the bathroom because yeah. that's what you—that's you, the trick he uses every time. Yeah, you pull into the Tim Hortons, you go to the bathroom, then the comic has to buy their own food. You know, mm -hmm. now that's the only reason I go to a Tim Hortons is because comedians I, can afford it. Because we can afford it, and to use their shitter. It is. Uh, we passed a Starbucks. This fancy friggin' looked like a log cabin of a Starbucks. And I couldn't find the on-ramp to get onto it. In your defense, it is a Starbucks in the middle of the country, so you don't know how fancy it is. That's true. Just going to be a bunch of people in camouflage ball hats, which I saw at the Tim Hortons. Did you see that? <laughs> no, but I did see a woman feeding her baby while she just looked at her cell phone the whole time, and I, I really was upset by that for some reason. Yeah, I did. I saw there was it's it's seven thirty in the evening on a Friday, and she's feeding. A, an infant. What is he? Three months old? Oh, Eating Tim Hortons. Eight the kid. years at the oldest. Eight years at the most. That kid. And so, now, not to say Gravenhurst is is a shit town no, it's because very pretty. It's the gateway to the Muskoka. That's right. It's a fancy town. In case you don't know, if you're my, one of my listeners over in Singapore, we have a, a little cottage area here in Ontario where fancy people show off their goddamn boats. All right. <laughs> listeners over in Singapore? Oh, big time. Big, I'm big in Singapore. Uh, I, I used to look at my demographics and sometimes I'd see like something pop up from Singapore. I assumed it was some kind of like, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, uh, like an ad tracking service or something, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, just a way to try to uh, steal my identity, something like that. But then I thought there's always a possibility. Somebody has gotten a hold of me. Daryl is now smelling the microphone. <laughs> Mark has the cleanest smelling microphone I've ever smelled I was just about in my to, life. I was just about to say it's a brand, it's a brand new pop filter. What, what's, what's the smell? It just smells clean, That's, like uh, like a brand new. What's it called? Car? No, the foam pot filter. Oh, the pop filter. Yeah, yeah, pop filter. Yeah, I like to keep things classy here. Like on the on the uh, I said shut up podcast, so we give our guests brand new pop filters every time. In fact, I'm going to toss out that entire microphone and this recording device as soon as we're finished. Just get a brand new one in for the next comic that I sit in a parking lot with in fucking buttfuck Manitoba. Oh, no, we're we're in the Gravenhurst Library parking lot, I believe. Oh yeah, those are books. 
and a lot of the shelves are empty, so it's very popular, this library. I tell you what, if you go, the nicer area you go to, the more they use the library, I find. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in in uh, crappy areas, it's just hobos will use the library to sleep. But fancy areas, they put together big libraries, and they're, I didn't realize how elaborate they are. I take my kid sometimes to uh, that fancy library in North York. Do you know what that is? No. It's I, really I, you, nice. You know I can't read, and this is getting really mean. Yeah, but they got multimedia stuff. You can watch DVDs. You can and you can take check them out. I think you can do that at every library in you Toronto. Ch- yes, you can check out DVDs. In case you don't know, this day and age, you can go to the libraries, record like YouTube videos. They have green screen stuff set mm-hmm. up. You can do you, your own podcast. They have studios to do your own podcast as opposed to sitting in a car <laughs> in Gravenhurst. <laughs> well, well, good sound in Gravenhurst though. Yeah, it's you. There's no echo. There is no echo. Well, it's not a surprise we're outside of an opera house, too. That's right. That's why the sound's so good here. Designed by Glenn Gould. Is this that opera true? House. No. Oh. I, who knows? It could be. He did design He designed something in Toronto. But like, we're not in Toronto. No, we're not. But, may, you know, maybe he, he ventured out into, because he was rich, and this is where rich people go with their fancy goddamn boats, or they hire monkeys to entertain their husbands on their 60th birthday. You know, I was thinking about that. For a minute today, I felt shitty about myself going, I'm like a court jester. I'm being hired. I go, do your little dance, monkey. But then I thought, that no, if you, you can apply that to every single good and service people provide. Like these people, no matter what they do, they're providing a good or a service for people unless they inherited money. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you, we're, not, we're not just dancing monkeys. I, I'm, I'm starting to get mad about that because that's kind of the stereotype for comedians that we're like hired court jesters. You know, no, we're providing a service, right? Would you would you look at a hockey team and go, oh, those pathetic assholes just just doing our bidding? We're throwing shillings on the ice and they're shooting the puck around? No. So I'm tired of us being treated this way. Now, the only people treating us this way. They're pretty much you. Pretty, pretty much me. <laughs> I, For some reason, I have had that opinion about going out to do these private shows. <laughs> do you know what it was? It was I found out that um, Pink hired Dane Cook because her favorite comedian was uh, Dane Cook. and uh, Says everything you need to know about Pink's music. Yeah, no, it was her, her boyfriend's oh, favorite comedian. People are going in the library the right now. What's going open? on? No, it's not. They have keys. Oh, man. Oh, they're going in there to bang for sure. It's a man and a woman. Yeah, not not a lovely looking couple, but... No, uh, they're going right to the Kama Sutra. I tell you what, we may we may be witnessing one oh, of the they're turning the lights on. This is getting kinkier. What is going on? They've lit up the whole library. <laughs> what? What's going on? They could be the cleaners, Mark. Oh. It could very well be the cleaners. Be the they cleaners. might not be here to bang. Thought we were uh, divulging some kind of crazy... Well, underground scene, but in terms... they don't need to clean this pop filter. This is clean. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad. This is going to be the highlight of your night. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> because we are going to go in there and uh, eat shit. That's what I think. Oh, no. No, you don't think? No. Daryl is always more optimistic than me. I think I'm pessimistic partly on superstition, partly just to lower my expectations uh, to... And if the people who book the show, if you're listening, listen... This is just how I am. You're lovely people. You, you, I've been corresponding with this this woman, Christy. Oh, she's been great. She sounds like she's trying really hard to have a nice uh, event for her husband. And that is the part where I'm so anxious about it. I hate 
ruining someone's event. That's why I'll never do a wedding. Because, there's listen, maybe it'll go great. But if it doesn't, both you and I are scarred for life. So I don't want to do that. And there's video of it. And there'll be video of it. So this, this is not a wedding, but it's not far off. It's a guy's private birthday party, and all his friends and family are coming out, and we're supposed to make it a good evening. And if we don't, I mean, sure, we're, we're, we're competent comedians. We know that if it was... Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and we know if it was a comedy show that it's probably going to be fine. But this isn't really a comedy show in the traditional sense. It's it's in a, like a like a banquet room, and it's a birthday party. It's not people showing up to a comedy club and having a few beers. That that is an environment you know that hey, if I don't excel, it's because I fuck something up or I try too much new material or something. But this we can do a list material stuff that's been featured internationally, and to to world on YouTube on YouTube to worldwide acclaim. Maybe a, maybe even two or three likes, you know, a couple of thumbs up, maybe even a comment <laughs> going, that guy's not half bad. But this, this is a different story. And we're, we have to go in in about 10 minutes. We've done nine minutes of the podcast. My plan is for us to um, do the show and then come back out and let you guys know how it went. And it'll be fresh in our minds. Yeah, yeah. This is, if this is what you want. You know what I'm thinking? Uh, it'd be nice to see the cleaners clean every single book because you don't know who's touched those books. You're right. I have never thought about that because <laughs> I haven't picked up a library book since university. So the idea, yeah, these is amount of disgusting fingers yeah. that have gone through these books. Yeah. And these cleaners are just, just they in don't the back. Even look at the books. They're looking at the walls and stuff. This is just banging uh, each other. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up a duster. I did see a duster against like a board or something like a where you put posters i don't know why they're dusting that i think now see here's the thing i mean i got into comedy and i think to myself i wanted to do stand-up uh now i get paid to do it and i should be grateful you know but when i i see these cleaners they casually walk in they turn on the lights they do a little dusting maybe have a little sex in the back and they're done for the evening you know my job is also it's in the building adjacent to these people, except ours is... You, you're going to go in there, clean up. Yeah. Maybe have sex. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess... No it, different. No different, except we get paid less, probably, probably. than these cleaners. But oh. they, uh, they have a real skill, yeah, and they make they help the world by cleaning and, you know, making it safer for everybody. Yeah. Here come some people. This is going to be awkward as we're sitting here with microphones as this car pulls up. Did, uh, so did I tell you? Driving around the parking lot in the library. Man, this library thing is getting sketchier and sketchier. She's probably a prostitute. Probably. A Gravenhurst prostitute. <laughs> and since it's minus 15, she has to stay in her car. I've, I've heard tell of the Gravenhurst <laughs> library prostitutes. <laughs> She's trolling around in her 95 Dodge Impala. Now you really want those books clean. I'll tell you that right now. Turns out Gravenhurst has got a seedy underbelly. <laughs> the library parking lot does, apparently. Me and Ryan McGlunnab, the last time I did this exact thing, me and Ryan McGlunnab were driving out to a gig. Speaking of prostitutes. And, and we were doing it driving in the car, and these teenagers 
in the passenger seats of their car. They saw us with the microphones, and they took out they took out their phones and they did a like an Instagram video of us. So, you know, <laughs> we can only hope for this can't be worse than success that. tonight. <laughs> but the show went great. That's one of the reasons I want to do this. I'm a bit superstitious. So I'm thinking, what if if we do the same thing? But now, if this show isn't great, then that's it. I'll never do another one. You know, Jeremy Hutz. Where eh, we're also we're listening to the radio, the XM satellite radio. We're waiting for ourselves to come on. We haven't come on yet. No, we just drove for two hours. We didn't come on once. It's bullshit, man. Jim Gaffigan, however, has been on a seven million times. And yeah. you know what? Jim Gaffigan doesn't need money. You know? No. Why are we playing Jim Gaffigan on the radio stations, guys? He's rich. Play the guys in the Gravenhurst <laughs> Library parking lot. <laughs> we need this. We need this. <laughs> then maybe we could stop coming out. Maybe we could afford that prostitute. That's a, that's the one thing we could get out of this. I think I think we. I got a Tim Hortons coupon. I'm pretty sure we can afford that Gravenhurst prostitute, <laughs> which he made me pay for. I did. Yeah, that's the key. Go into the bathroom first. But I, that's the way I enter uh, every Tim Hortons, kicking the door down, <laughs> just run into the bathroom. Because I never go in willingly. Tim Hortons is a large chain in uh, Canada, a little bit of Buffalo. For and your Singapore listeners. Singapore. Uh, oh, and in Dubai. There's a big uh, Tim Hortons in Dubai for some reason. They seem to be under the misinformation that it is uh, drinkable coffee. It is not. There's probably a lot of Canadians there, eh? Yeah, there is. Yep. This podcast was sponsored by Tim Hortons right up until about two minutes ago. Now they're gone. <laughs> gone like, like Tim Horton himself. Dead. Got more people coming into the church no, parking lot? No, they're not lot? coming in. The library parking lot, I think. So right now we're sort of killing time mm-hmm. because, um, A, we want to see where this library thing goes, and B, <laughs> the, the uh, lady, she said they had just started their dinner. And it, the only thing... More awkward than going to do a private birthday function as a comedian is sitting around for about an hour while people eat right before your performance. Mm-hmm. No, you know what's more awkward than that? Something I've never been uh, privy to. Thank Jesus Christ. And uh, one of the very reasons I don't do cruise ships is that the idea that you go to a cruise ship, you do a show, and if the show goes terribly, and those cruise ship shows often do, because they're... It's like a casino. They have to provide entertainment that isn't just gambling. So cruise ships, they need certain amount of entertainment. And stand-up comedy is so easy. You just get some idiot stand up on stage with a mic. But they're not allowed to do any real jokes. Everything has to be so PG that there can be six-year-old children in the audience. It has to be that type of clean, most of the cruise ships. And so comedians, they get up and notoriously, they bomb all the time. But then they're stuck on a cruise ship for a week with the audience who will not make eye contact with them. And that sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. I would jump off the side of that cruise ship. No one's made eye contact with us in this parking lot, so maybe they know something we don't about what's about to happen. (laughs) Oh, they're aware. Not even the prostitute. She just drove straight past. (laughs) I'm not wasting my time on those two Johns. Man, oh man, 15 minutes. Okay, we've just done 15 minutes. I think that's probably okay for the first half. Uh, we'll have more to say the on the way The second half back. will be about two hours as we drive home. Yeah. So, Screaming uh, about... Oh, cleaners. Oh. Vacuuming. Oh, vacuuming. Mm-hmm. A likely story, you perverts. 
<laughs> she's right now. She's just talking about the suction power on the hose, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, they're just getting worked up. That's how. That's how they get into it. That's that's their." Uh, what do you call that? Foreplay. Foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what that is. I don't even know what it is. That's my poor old wife. No concept. <laughs> All right. Here we go. It is uh, 7.57. Show starts anywhere between 8.15 and 8.30, which usually means about 9.45. <laughs> we're going to do a show. Then we're going to go back, uh, tail between our legs, and go home. Hey. Eh? Yeah. Hopefully the, the cleaners aren't done by then, so we have something to look forward to yeah or some action to get in on <laughs> you know at least have something good happen in the evening okay that's it for the first half i'll put a pause here and we'll come we'll come right back hey guys this is recorded two days after we did the podcast i just want to check in here and say i screwed up the audio so the next bit you're going to hear is going to be you know daryl's voice sounds great but mine sounds like crap. It's my own fault for not checking the levels. What are you going to do? Guys, I'm not perfect, you know? I know you think I am, but I'm not. Anyway, it's a free podcast, all right? So, you know, if, if it's too much for you, don't listen to it. I, I've warned you. I've warned you. Okay, back to the podcast. The sniffing of Daryl Purvis. <laughs> we're back. Oh, uh, we're going right underneath the Gravenhurst. What is Gravenhurst, that? what's it, the gateway? No. It wishes so it wish, a safe return. Wishes you a safe return, the Gravenhurst. The, yeah, the Gravenhurst gateway to the Muskoka's uh, sign wishes us I mean, to a me, safe like, return. This is not a gig I you know, wanted to sign up for anyway because it's a private birthday. Oh, by the way, this is Wait, the second we, half. Yeah, this, this is the second the half. GPS. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. We came we, right past this. This is a different Tim Hortons than we stopped in on the way. Yeah. I think we go straight this way. Yeah, we're doing yeah, the podcast on the road. I'm pretty sure this is illegal. I mean, that's the thing. Look, that that guy just went through a red light. Did you see that? Yeah, he totally did. But the Gravenhurst, they don't give a there's shit. No rules in Muskoka. No rules in Muskoka. Right now. <laughs> and yeah, I we're gonna. That's why they wish you a safe return. Good luck on these roads. The um, the, what, like Gravenhurst. It sounded ominous and not like some place you want to go. Gravenhurst. Gravenhurst. Right yeah. there, it's uh, very ominous. But it turns out it's a very nice place where people have their boats. Now, guys, <laughs> I, I mean, I know you want to know, Mark, how was the show? How Now, you can probably tell we're not in awful moods. So, of course, it, it went pretty well. Plus, we're professionals. Yeah. You know? Somewhat. When it goes well, it's easy to go, you know what? We're professionals. Of course, it went well. And uh, But let me tell you something. This will probably be a more entertaining um uh, and and profanity laden uh, drive home if it had gone poorly and it should have it should have gone poorly that's what I was saying to Daryl right before I turned on these mics I was saying that like the 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 woman um, who I was uh, communicating with Christy lovely lovely woman and even better in person than she was corresponding which is surprising because she was so nice uh, it's just that she seemed quite happy with it you know and I felt like you can't do it. You just yeah, you can't yeah, explain and, it. In your pessimistic world, yeah. she wasn't over the moon, according to you, even right. though she, she seemed thrilled. I feel like people should say things like, I can't believe the experience I just had. And wow. I, uh, I I, feel that you've changed my, my life. That, that's, that's what I need. And she, but she seemed, she seemed very happy. <laughs> How many times have you ever gotten that? Uh, none. I'm still yeah. waiting for that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've changed my life. 
Well, I, I, I have changed people's life for the, for the bad. Yeah. But never for the good. But she, uh, she, was, she was quite happy. She said everyone enjoyed themselves. Brent had a great 60th birthday, which is fantastic to hear. Um, but you feel like, well, when you're me, you feel like telling her, do you have any idea, though, how well that went? Because that went so well. Because just from the perspective that that type of show often is death. It's just a private function for someone's birthday in a, in a small room with just a few tables set up. At least, at least they had it at a venue, a specific venue that they rented out. Yeah, we usually had no, it's just out in a field, not a venue. <laughs> we had no stage, though, to be fair. No stage no, at all. We no were spotlight standing, or anything like that. No spotlight. But you didn't need one. We were just standing on the floor. Our smiles lit up the room, Mark. That's true. Their, their beaming faces mm-hmm. gave us a spotlight. Mm-hmm. Daryl started off the night. Glad I brought him. You know? A lot of people say, don't bring Daryl Purvis. That's what they say to me all the time. I'm, I'm the first to say it. <laughs> Daryl is that guy. He said, don't bring me. I don't want to go. But let me tell you something. It worked out. It worked out. Um, first of all, because I was sitting there with a companion uh, who people assumed was my male lover. Yeah. They, I uh, was asked how long we've been partners. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they felt bad for us because they thought we were people. Oh, shit. I forgot to do a joke. I was going to do a joke about how... So Brent, he didn't know that the man of the hour, the birthday boy, he didn't know that there was a comedy show coming. So when he saw me and Daryl in the back of the room, he thought, have I worked with those people and I don't remember them? And I was going to make a joke about how he's so rich that he just, oh, the people I work with, they're just numbers. I never know their names. Who are these people? You know, like I was going to play up on that. I would have worked with that crowd. Anyway, what are you going to do? You can't can't remember them all. Um, But so we were talking to a group of uh, people that just, they they saw me and Daryl sitting by ourselves at a table being comedians, awkwardly away from the crowd, sipping our beers, and um, that they gave to us for free. As partners often do. As partners do. Just staring lovingly into each other's <laughs> eyes. Brad Paisley, Casino Rama. April 26th. That's a good birthday present for the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We're both born in April, and we both, <laughs> both love hate, Brad we both Paisley. Hate country. <laughs> we hate country. Oh, dear God. And there's nothing but country out here. People love country oh, out country here. country music playing before the show. I thought that's a bad sign. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so these people, they see me and Daryl sitting awkwardly alone. And then they uh, they just come over and they say, hey, come on, can you join our table? And we were like, eh. They just thought we were people who sort of knew Brent but didn't know anyone else. So they welcomed us. They didn't know we were the entertainment or anything. Just that type of niceness. And then they told like 10 Brent stories right in a row that I used all of them. All of them on stage. And thank God I I had them. Because while that type of show, they liked the material, it was obvious that they loved any kind of involve us. Involve mm-hmm. us all. Especially Brent. Because it's his birthday. So I did. I'm not, I'm not Johnny Crowd work. I don't enjoy that aspect of comedy. But at a, at a gig like this, I'm like, let's fucking bring it out. Let's just do it. You know? And if... Uh, if I hadn't had Daryl there, I think I just, I, I would have probably not even been in the room. I probably would have just stayed outside in the car and waited for the show to start. Would have had way less ammunition to work with, you know? And we got a tip. Eh? Yeah. She gave us a, an extra little bit of money yeah. that we didn't expect. 
So she couldn't have hated the show, right? Right. We got a tip. And uh, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and Daryl went up first and he, he killed off the top, did about bit of did a solid ten. Yeah. And uh, Yeah. I only have ten. Yeah, that's all he's got. Uh, like the marvelous Mrs. Maples and Mables, whatever. I'm on episode seven. She has a solid ten now. Is have you right? seen that show? No. It's pretty good. What is it? It's about a female comedian in the late fifties. Really? The marvelous so Mrs. Mables. Is it a total fiction or is it like? A I'm assuming it's a total fiction. Lenny Bruce is there. He shows up. Not real Lenny Bruce. I'm like, <laughs> if he did, that'd be quite a. Quite it's uh, Bruno Kirby as uh, Lenny Bruce. And basically, she's like a female Lenny Bruce. I think she's somewhere between like uh, supposed uh, supposed to be either uh, female Lenny Bruce or or um, uh, Joan Rivers mm. type or or a Phyllis Diller. Maybe, but well, she's more of a Jew. Maybe could be a Jewish, yeah. very Jewish woman like Joan Rivers. Okay, would be. yeah, Joan Rivers. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so maybe they're doing like a yeah. I should watch that. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, you hear that, everybody? Go watch the Daryl's yeah. recommendation. Uh, I told him about. I'm not the, hugely recommending it, but it's okay. The 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 Hill on Haunted House. No, I the, still haven't finished the it. The Haunting of Hill House. Daryl mm. recommended that to me. And still, me, I'm only on episode three. And me and Sarah, my wife, we binge watched it, and then I recommended it to all the podcast listeners. The the millions and millions of podcast listeners, especially in Singapore. You know what happened to me the other night? Uh, this is a true story. Speaking of the Haunting of Hill House, I uh, had this weird dream that uh, my significant other, Diane and I were in this house and it was haunted and things were getting thrown at us from every direction. Hmm. And so I was having this dream that we were like standing in this room while things are falling over and drawers are emptying. And then our shower curtain fell down in the middle of the night. Really? Yeah, it was pretty, we both jumped up and I was like, what the hell? I had to go search around the apartment to try to figure out if someone was breaking in or what. And it uh, took me a couple of minutes to realize there was a shower curtain that just smashed, fallen off the wall while I was having that dream. It was so weird. You know what I think? I think that your brain, while you're sleeping, like, to you, it was a series of things yeah. that had happened. Like, oh, but really what it was is you heard the shower curtain crashing and, then, and your brain developed an entire, like, in a flash scheme. Here's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah maybe. Of a That's poltergeist. what I was also thinking. Or, or you're, you're being haunted. No, well, you know what? I was never scared. I was just like, well, that was a weird coincidence. I think That's what I thought. Equally likely. Haunting or your or brain is magic. Or coincidence. There's three possibilities. <laughs> three. Oh, there's another sign from Muskoka. If, right. only, if only this was a visual podcast. <laughs> you guys could oh, see the you barren. you guys would love the darkness. Let me tell you something. Comedians and uh, the States, I know the States is the same. I don't know about you guys in the UK, uh, but it is just driving down empty road anyone who thinks the world's overpopulated well a you're right but b come to canada come to canada or or like the the united states the the middle of the united states and stuff it's you drive and drive and drive and there's nothing there's oh. nothing and then you get to a pocket of people like a hundred thousand people and they're like oh this is a big 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 load of people and then you drive for another seven hours of nothing i'm Just, pretty sure gravenhurst doesn't have a hundred thousand people oh no that doesn't it has like seven rich people <laughs> it's got like the smoking man from uh, the X Files, a couple of Rockefellers. That's about it. <laughs> the Rockefellers have really held on to their money for a long time. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> They're all up in Muskoka, <laughs> drinking oh, beers. Oh, you know what? Uh, there was a celebrity sister there tonight. Yeah, I I had to pretend I knew who that was. Jill, I knew who it was, and then I was like, well, it can't be the same person, Jillian Barbary. 
Barbary, yeah. Who? I knew the name, but so so she's like a got a, a TV was, show in LA. Yeah, she was on like Good Morning LA or something like that. But I think she's also been on a couple of like national shows too. So her sister was at the show. That's the one who called us over. Yeah, it was. And gave Mark all the ammunition for the show. That's right, Kathy. Kathy, Kathy. sister of Jillian. What was her last name? Bar- Barbarari? Barbarari. But that might not be the Something real like name. That, that yeah. could be a stage name. Sort of like yours isn't Johnny Crowdwork. That's Johnny. not your real name. <laughs> that's, that's just what I go by in Muskoka. <laughs> Old Johnny Crowdwork. <laughs> oh, do you guys do you guys hear Johnny Crowdworks in town? <laughs> just insulting people down at the mall down yeah. there, at the Gravenhurst Mall. We uh, we also found out that I was a replacement. Didn't realize that. N- not a surprise to me because I had no idea why these people contacted me out of the blue. Uh, I was a replacement for a guy who had already booked the show himself. Yeah. And it, you know what makes me wonder, Daryl? The thing I told you before we turn on the mics. How much did he, did he charge her? Because so she was going to go get me. Oh, we should let her do it. She was going to go get me the money oh, for the show. Yeah, yeah. And then she said, "Oh no, I was just talking to the booker," and he said. That just email him the money and he'll email it to us. Mm-hmm. So, and I like I'm okay with that. He did book the show, and I you know yeah. thanks for doing it. But I'm always curious as to hear what the booker took. Took. Yeah. You know, like if we get paid, you know, a thousand dollars, and the booker gets paid two thousand dollars, and he gives us a thousand out of it, I'm like, that's not cool. No, that's not you cool know? at all. So, but but we don't know. We'll never know. You can ask her. I can't ask her. You know. It sounds like she's uh, she's open to booking us again. Yeah, and yeah, she's also an open book. She we learned a lot about her and yeah. her and her husband. We thought we we're gonna have sex right in front of us. And it was a big us uh, expecting people to have sex in front of us night for uh, us tonight. Muskoka is a horny place. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, library looks pristine. Pristine. Just amazing job. Lights are off. They cleaned it up. They used a uh, black light to get all the jizz off the walls. Off the books. <laughs> off the books. You think about that the next time you're checking out a book at a library. Oh, God. Do they still have the cards in the back, or is this all done by... Yeah, I don't know. The electronic... Yeah, you'd think they'd be just be a swipe system now, right? Like a yeah electronic yeah. filing. Your I sister has a... Your sister, your wife has a library card. Yeah, 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 yeah. She does. Hmm. Yeah, you, you know what? Yeah, there's... Because we, we have online library cards that we... we, yeah, we Yeah, we were able to download books... Jesus, why aren't I doing that more? We were able to download books and movies just right to the iPad just because we had a library card. Yeah, I bought two books to go to Barbados with last week, and I read one chapter. Yeah, see, you didn't have to buy those books. No, really didn't. Really yeah. didn't. And then, and like the movies and stuff, and everybody's bit-torrenting and streaming and buying those those Amazon Fire Sticks and putting Cody's on them and whatever else, and you can just you can just get a library card. Yeah, and uh, just download like you know movies uh, and TV we, shows. We know they clean them. Yeah, so why not? Why not? Before Doug Ford closes them all down in Ontario. Oh yeah, if you're listening to this in Ontario. Get to it. Yeah, we have. For those of you who are not uh, Ontario listeners, we have a version of Donald Trump as uh, as the premier of Ontario. Somehow right now. dumber. Yeah, yeah. I would trust Trump to make better decisions. Ah. Uh. Well, I would trust. Trump, <laughs> I would trust that Trump would be more um, would understand his his poor decisions. He'd be making bad decisions on purpose. Whereas I think Doug is making bad decisions to help himself. To help himself, but doesn't understand ramifications in any way. Yeah, he was basically. What was that? Your tweet? 
was that your tweet saying Doug Ford was uh Oh, I tweeted that because he... Um, His brother was popular? Yeah, well, he cut minimum wage. He put a cap on minimum wage. Yeah. Uh, cut vacation days, stuff like that. And I uh, just said, you know, the guy's never had a real job. He inherited his company from his dad. He's elected because his brother was so popular, Rob Ford. Yep. C- crackhead Rob Ford. God rest his soul. So his two major jobs in life are all because of something his family got for him. Yeah. So uh, here but we are. But he's a man of the people. Yeah, man of the people. And here we are in Ontario now just... Freaking running on a platform of like, there was I'm no working. Platform. I'm <laughs> working. Well, he was just like saying all those bullshit platitudes. Like, I'm working for the little guy. Yeah. Really? Anyway, I'm going to cap their pay at this and uh, no raises for two years at least. I guess he feels that little guys being homeless uh, is uh, is the way they should be. Yeah. Uh, The little guy needs freedom of sleeping on a park bench. That's what that little guy needs. I'm working for you. Must be his accountant short. Yeah, we are now 146 kilometers from home. We're not shutting this down. This is uh, we're going the whole way with this podcast. The whole way, guys. There's probably a cop pulling over there. Is it? No, just someone uh, going home. Someone lives there. Really That's do. the thing that blows my mind. We're coming out to these small towns, and you drive. Getting, getting close to your Starbucks. Oh, yeah, my Starbucks, my fancy Starbucks. You come out, you're, you're driving and driving, and all of a sudden, someone will pull off into a house. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Like, you, like they're not farmers, because I don't see a farmer on their house. No. So you live here. You just don't like people. You don't like being around people. So they work maybe in the day and then drive for an hour and a half to get to their... I mean, look how Ravenhurst is only 15 minutes back there, 20 minutes back there. So that's no different than... I can't stand the hustle and bustle of Gravenhurst. <laughs> I got to... I got to... Guys, there's seven cars in line in front of me here at Tim Hortons. Yeah. Do you know what this This is horrible. I had to wait for a whole light change here. <laughs> this is to get my boat into the water. I got to get away from these people. Oh, by the way, I want to apologize. Earlier I was drinking a bottle of water, probably crackled into the mic, and you're going to be upset when you listen to this. I never listen to this. Good. What I'm doing these days is uh, I just automate. So I record it. I just make sure there's, like, any gaps I'll I'll put together. Like, when we pause it, of course, I'll have to put these two clips together. But I don't go through it with a fine-tooth comb. I basically, I run it through an automated program that balances the levels for me. And then I put it out. Because I don't want, I don't want, I want things slowing me down. Oh, there's the Tim Hortons we stopped at. Yeah. Where the guy had a camouflage baseball hat. Uh, speaking of Barbados, uh, which I was just at for the last week, mm-hmm. it's illegal to wear camouflage clothing there. You're kidding. No, you can be arrested. For wearing camouflage clothes in Barbados. Because apparently someone wearing camouflage murdered someone, so they're like, ah, that's illegal. It was the camouflage, of course, they made illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, murder, I'm assuming murder was already illegal. Yeah, uh, but, but that's the unfair advantage, right? Yeah. yeah oh, you can't uh, yeah. see him coming. Yeah, well, it must have been sand-colored. Look, look at that, that. Did you see that billboard? No. It simply said, Beer Walmart. Well, of course. That was it. Of course. I tell you what, you, you, uh, you know, you got to look. You got to find your audience. Yeah. <laughs> and... Where, whatever town we're driving, which is, to be fair, is no longer Gravenhurst. We're, we're almost in Aurelia now. We're, yeah, so Aurelia apparently like, likes candy shops. That was yeah, the candy they were shop. on the outskirts of Aurelia now. Oh, yeah. And they also like beer at their Walmart. Yeah. Well, who doesn't like having a couple beers and going to Walmart? <laughs> 
I like having my beers at Walmart. Yeah. Just becoming belligerent. <laughs> oh my god, my arm is falling asleep. I gotta switch to the other arm. Oh, there we go. Still driving. You know what? I wish I had a Tesla right now. Because A, I would have a Tesla. And B, I'd just be like, drive me home, Tesla. You know, I, I and believe. then the band Tesla just showed up and drove you home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they must have been super pissed when when Tesla came out. Oh, well, like, I might have people Google Tesla now, and they're probably getting their songs played. Maybe. But, uh, did they have any songs that weren't covers? I would like to uh, ask the band Tesla. I'm sure they're big listeners of the podcast. So you guys, if you want to write in, let me know when Elon Musk put out Tesla, did that increase your hits or decrease your hits? Because if it increased them, then I'm I'm switching my name to like uh, Chrysler. Know, Chrysler. Donald Donald Trump. Chrysler LeBaron Be- Bennett. Chrysler LeBaron Bennett. Wayne Gretzky Bennett. <laughs> I, I always threatened I would name my kid Wayne Gretzky Bennett. You get a lot of hits. Hard to get a website though. Yeah. How are the wipers on? What's happening? Well, their podcast fans are just <laughs> like just don't care. Look at this. What are you doing? It's not like the the the, the windshield wipers have turned on, but I didn't turn them on. You must have. Are you, did you sure you didn't spin that little uh, window wiper thing? Oh, there we yeah. go. It's down now. You totally. I did. think I think your poltergeist is following you around. <laughs> the shower curtain hit that. <laughs> yeah, the shower curtain guy. Big Daddy's Docks, turn now. Don't mind if I do. That was another billboard. I'm just going to read billboards all the way home. <laughs> the billboard podcast. Mark <laughs> Crowdwork, Johnny Crowdwork, Bennett. Johnny Crowdwork reads billboards. Aurelia, population 30,000. We're now in Aurelia, everybody. Now in Aurelia, the home of the Walmart beer. <laughs> Man, we've recorded some bad podcasts in the day, but this might be... Oh, one accident can change your life. Oh, that's a good billboard. That billboard is speaking to us directly. Little John, personal attorney. Because we are... These are all our sponsors, by the way. Mark's <laughs> sponsors. I am just along for the ride. Big sponsors with Walmart beer and uh, Tim Hortons. <laughs> is that Walmart brand beer? Walmart brand beer. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. just underpaid workers making beer. Now, I... Uh, thing is... I was thinking about that the other day, about how there is no point to this podcast. We have, there's no, there's no pull. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, I was watching or reading a thing about podcast the other day, and someone had things you should know. I was, that sounds like the, a good name of a podcast. Sounds like something you should know. Right. Uh, or like the one about the serial killers that's out now. Serial or whatever the fuck it's called. And, um, you know, there's a reason you hear a synopsis. And you think, I want I want to listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. And mine is like, I'm just going to talk for a while, and oh, yeah. uh, that'll be it. I get that a lot, so that's why I don't listen. I get it without the podcast experience. Yeah. You really should be also listening to the podcast to get more of me. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I just about get more of you than anybody else in my life. That's true. Besides my wife, I see Daryl more, I think, than anyone else. Yeah. And, oh, maybe uh, your son. Oh well, yeah, I guess. It's it's hard to count a two-year-old though as a as a friend. <laughs> I mean, sometimes he makes me laugh. You know, the other day, uh, yesterday, he told me something for the first time. I realized this is the first time he told me something I don't know. So he said, 
sometimes cats vomit. And I said, oh, yeah? He said, yeah. Now, that I knew. Yeah. But then he said, and sometimes the vomit looks like caca. And I'm like, that's true, Sam. When Olive vomits a hairball, it often looks like a log of crap. You're correct. Also something I knew. And then he said, Olive vomited under the coffee table. <laughs> and I said, now that, son, <laughs> I did not know. And I looked down, and there's a disgusting log of shit <laughs> under the coffee table, which was a large hairball. This story would have been way better if he said that and then handed you some paper towels. <laughs> Go to work. Get it done. <laughs> Clean it up, Papa. This is your job. I find it funny that he calls you Papa because I can't picture anybody being your child. I know. Well, that's that's one of the reasons I'm super okay with it because my wife, who speaks French, she was since it was really her doing to say Papa. So he just picked it up right away. And then, of course, it sounds cute. And also, because I feel like I'm not fit to be a dad, and in no way should I be a dad. And you're definitely not a papa. No, I... That I makes you sound like an old man with a beard, maybe uh, a, like a fishing, blue fishing hat, you know, the oh. fishermen always wear, you Yeah, know those, I mean? like, newsboy hats. Yes, yeah. yes. And then maybe, maybe a sweater, a tweed yes, sweater. Yes, yes. With those elbow patches. Yeah, you need a big gray beard and all those things. Yeah, that is what I need if to, be a, to be a real papa. But to me, it's just dad, here daddy. Comes, here dad. comes Papa Crowdwork. Oh, Papa Crowdwork is here in Aurelia <laughs> drinking his Walmart beer. Just yelling at people. Just screaming. Oh, man. I don't know if you noticed tonight. This is, this is, <laughs> let's do some inside comedy talk. So I started off gangbusters because yeah. I had all those stories from Kathy and her uh, husband. you know, And then the other guy. Kathy Barberi. Didn't get it. <laughs> Kathy the Barbarian. <laughs> Her sister is Conan from uh, down in Los Angeles. And then, and then I go into my material and it starts to go really well. And then it starts to slide. It goes, the more material I'm doing, like it just starts to go, they're still laughing, but mm. just it's not uproarious anymore. So I, I dip back in. I try, to, I try to pull out a few more, you know, Brent-isms. And then I talk a bit to the other to the other people in the crowd because we're talking old ladies, you know, like a lot of old ladies there. Classy too. We're at we're at an opera house for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have been there, no. But we were. Here's Daryl's crackling bottle of water again. There it is. I'm not editing it out. <laughs> Just automating. In fact, my autom- my automated program would probably make that louder, if anything. And, uh, we're down to a 90 section here, Mark. Yeah, I don't know you're if you right. want to slow, slow it down, down. here. I cops mean, pull me you over. You do have a microphone. <laughs> cops, the cops are like, you know what? It's one thing to be recording a podcast in your car, and it's quite another to be breaking the speed limit by 30 while you do it, assholes. <laughs> and we, we got the Walmart beer up front. We don't need them seeing that shit. These Walmart bottles really crinkle. <laughs> they really do. Uh, they uh, they gave us they gave us a nice Muskoka. Hey, wait a second! I would, they were they gave us a local beer, right? That was a Gravenhurst special, but they have Muskoka Brewery, don't they? Mad Tom? They they do they do have Muskoka Brewery, but you yeah. can have more than one brewery in an area in a region. I guess that's what they do there. It's a retirement community, so everyone brews craft beers and, and sails their boats. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it was a nice beer. Like yeah. I almost got a steam whistle because. They had Stella Artois, 
which tastes a bit like a Heineken, so I don't mind a Stella. And then a Steam Whistle, which I don't love, but I have a, I'm a superstitious guy. And Stella Artois, for whatever reason, when I drink it, I have bad luck. That's what I say. I have bad luck. And I'm not, not going to have a Stella and then go on stage. Uh-oh, we have to pass a car. Hopefully this is not a ghost cop. A lot of ghost mm. talk on this podcast. Should we, See, like, if we had a podcast called The Paranormal. People, oh, people would tune into they that. They tune right into this shit. Jesus. It's a Toyota Venza. Yeah. Does anyone buy those besides that guy? That's I the only see, one I see them sometimes, but I don't know anything about cars, so. I tell you, this is the thing. Anyway, my, my, my roundabout point. Okay, I'll finish the thing about Brent. Uh, and the, I like that type of show. Because Daryl did 10 off the top, and I was supposed to do, like, 45. I think I, I, think I did that around there. And then um, they originally wanted an hour of me by myself. That's one of the reasons I enlisted the help of one Daryl Purvis. Is because maybe you go do an hour, sure, but it, that's a bit awkward to just stand there for an hour. And uh, I think if you maybe you were, like, a Mike Bullard... Or a Russell Peters, you're just only crowd work guy. Mm-hmm. I think like maybe a Johnny crowd work. Yeah, if you're Johnny crowd work, I think that you could pull it off. But since I'm material driven, I didn't want to just stand there doing jokes for an hour at what I knew because I knew what would happen. Even if the show was good, which it was, that it was going to be the type of show that they preferred when you were talking about the star of the show, the the birthday boy. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much you can say about a guy. When like, you've literally never met him. When you haven't met him. And people have told you a couple of things. And then he's the nicest freaking guy in the world no matter what you say. He's like, mm-hmm. that's true. That was true. You got me. <laughs> like, All right. He was so freaking nice. Yeah, but he was. In, he, like when you're Johnny Crowdwork, it's like jazz. It's so <laughs> yeah. smooth, Mark. So smooth. It's so smooth. So, yeah, you do a little, little material. Back to the crowd. Back to material, back to the crowd, and then like I felt, I felt it. I had about, I was gonna do about five more minutes of jokes, but I felt like, you know what? I feel like it's gonna get become work for the rest of the show, and I wanna let's cut it and end it on a high note. So I did a little, little bit of crowd work at the end, followed by a closer. Boom! Get the fuck off the stage. Mm, well, the, no stage. No, get the fuck off the floor. Just, <laughs> Just leave the room. Leave the room. <laughs> No stage. You know, Christy, I think Christy felt a bit bad about it. About um, what? Because, uh, you know what, though? No, to be fair, she, what she felt bad about was that I asked for a corded microphone. You kids out there, starting stand-up. I guess that's my, that's my pull, my demo. People who want to do stand-up or like stand-up. And that is, you know, huge audience, right? Yeah. So it's got to be tens of people. Oh, millions. What are you talking about? Everybody wants to be a comedian. Everybody a, everybody's a fucking comedian, isn't that a saying? It is. Everyone's a fucking comedian. I was I, I met an Irish guy at the pub around the corner from us, and uh, nicest guy looked like Conor McGregor. Wasn't him, but it looked like him. And uh, so his name was Niall, and I told him not Niles, not like Niles from Fraser. And he said, not like Niles, Niall with the no s, like Niles again. And that's what I said to him, like Niles again. He was. I said that's a friend of mine, and he was like. Oh, yeah, where's he from? And I said, Rwanda. And then he said, oh, you're, you're a fucking comedian. And then my wife went, yes. And then he thought we were totally making fun of him at oh, that yeah. point. Yeah. And, like, I had, and he was drunk, so I had to back it up. I'm like, no, listen, 
I am a comedian. Good, good call. That's what I said to him to appease the drunken Irishman. Mm-hmm. And I said, you nailed it. And my friend Niall is also a comedian. And I just have never met another person named Niall. But he still didn't believe me that he was... You didn't was, bring uh, up Niall's website or something? Or? I, I should have. It's just he said, there's no way there's a black fella named Niall. <laughs> and I'm like... And you should have said, there's, I didn't think there'd be a white guy named that's Niall. That's what I was... I, I'd never heard a white guy. But then Sarah looked it up. Apparently, it's an Irish name as well. Is so, it Neil pronounced weirdly? Yeah, maybe it's not spelled N-I-L-E. Maybe it's, yeah, Nahimahanaha, or whatever Gaelic would be. <laughs> and he says, it's Niall. Maybe, who knows, with his thick accent, maybe it's N-A-I-L. Nail. Nail. My name is Nail. Yakupov. Anyway, he was, what, is is his name N-A-I-L? Yakupov? Yeah. Where, who, where does he play now? Mm, the KHL, I think. Oh, yeah? Because he got ruined by Edmonton. They fired Todd McClellan, eh? Still got Shirelli, though. Yes, they this still have This podcast shit. really takes a lot of stuff. We've gone from uh, cleaning a library. Yep. And now we're, uh, we've gone and to then the we comedy show. And then we're talking about the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ins uh, and outs of And now we're on to Hockey Talk. That's right. Ghosts. Ghosts. Uh, and, yeah, Hockey Talk now. That Maybe that's that maybe that's the angle I could get. You know? It's like, hey, you just run the gamut of every possible topic. Come listen to Mark Bennett. Yeah. He'll talk about anything. Yep, pretty much. Who knows where? You know what, though? I will say this. I got a good compliment one time. And I'll say, I won't say the comedian I was on after. As opposed to a bad compliment. Yeah. No, but this is one I, you know, see people, oh, good show or whatever, you know? You, you don't, you're just, yeah, yeah, fine, thanks. But, like, something that meant something to me. It was, um, now, was a friend of mine, and so you're, you know your friends are going to say something this nice. This is probably me. It was Daryl. <laughs> what Daryl said was, you do smooth crowd work. <laughs> It was the compliment <laughs> earlier on this podcast. It, me, it meant a lot, and I just want to bring it up. It's this. So this girl, she, she had never seen one of my shows, and she went to see a show, and I said, listen, I'm on after a guy who is, like, one of Toronto's hottest comedians. You're going to love him. Who was that? He's a, I can't say because of what she said afterwards. Oh, okay. So, but now he did great, and he killed, as he always did. And um, and he was one of my favorites for sure. So I said, and I did well afterwards. But to me, because he is, he was, you know, he's still a bit of a superstar. He lives in L.A. now, and I still was like, oh, sure, I did great. But I mean, you know, that guy, he's something special. That's the way I was thinking at the time. I was, I was still a newish comic, and um, she said, look, he was funny. There's no doubt. She said, but it was kind of a you know, sort of a one-note thing, and you went, like, from, she said, she said the phrase, run, you ran the gamut of topics that I care about, and I was like, that's where I got the phrase, run the gamut, and then she, uh, I was like, oh yeah, she said, yeah, like, you were, you talked about your family a bit, you talked about the world, you talked about politics, you talked, and it's just, I liked that it was dynamic, it was interesting, and, you know, it, it just, it felt you felt like listening. Time and to rebrand the podcast as the gamut. The gamut, nice. Now Johnny Crowdwork, the Johnny gamut. Johnny Crowdwork runs the gamut. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, and it's not like I'm not saying this like a, like a braggy. Blah, it's just it was one of those things where here I was looking at the other comic, going, "Man, he brings something really special," mm. and I'm just up here talking my talk, just whatever I'm thinking. 
and she was like, no, that's interesting to me, at least at least to her. So I figured there's at least an audience for me. Yeah. But the question is, how do you brand yourself? Like, what what did we see today? We saw we saw some lady on uh, the cover. Uh, she she was a former Toronto comedian. Mm-hmm. Now she is in uh, Los Angeles. Is she? I think so. Oh. I, I thought so. That could be. Isn't that where every... Anyway, she does these very controversial YouTube videos mm-hmm. where she makes very ignorant statements and... Um, gets a bunch of hits because of it. And gets ad revenue because of it. And because she's a lady, no one's allowed to beat the shit out of her. But uh, that is exactly what would happen if a man said any of these things to her. And um, she is on the cover of a magazine when we were in Tim Hortons. Albeit a central Ontario business owner's magazine or something. Yeah, we're not, yeah, it's not GQ or something, you know, important. I grabbed oh, it. Oh, Daryl got it. There it is. There she uh, is. Central Ontario Business <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> you, you nailed it. Central Ontario <laughs> Business Magazine. There you go. Anyway, look at this month's issue and, and see the, what we're talking about. The whole thing is her saying you got to know how to brand yourself. And so although she's a despicable human being, she does know what she's talking about. Like, mm. she has millions of hits. Brand yourself as a racist. Uh, um, bigot. Misogynist. Misogynist, somehow, somehow <laughs> even though she's a woman. Uh, a fat shamer. Yeah. Uh, just, just awful. Just an awful person. And... Um, It makes, but it does. It does make a point. Yeah, you got a brand. You got a brand. Now, see, like Mr. Daryl Purvis, he eventually is going to be doing a podcast. I think we've threatened that you will do a podcast before yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever been on this podcast. You haven't been on this one? No. One time you were recording in the car in the basement. That sounds weird. And then uh, your wife couldn't get in touch with you because you were recording, and yep. I came down and I pounded on your window. Oh, they scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because I did it with my. Cur- cur- uh, my rod there, my uh, your baton, my <laughs> his police baton, <laughs> shower curtain rod there. That's <laughs> what I was trying to say. I got all those words jumbled. Oh, we're coming into beautiful Barrie, Ontario. You know, the car just told me the jewel of the Muskoka. The car just told me time for a break, and there's a picture of a coffee on. It came up because I'm not dry. I, I'm I got one hand on the wheel while I do this podcast, oh. and so it didn't like the fact that I had swayed a little bit out of my lane. You know, you judgy son of a bitch. Yeah, it's good that it cares about you. It does care. But if it was a Tesla, drive it. <laughs> it would drive me home. And just Tesla driving you. Maybe we can get a, a five-man acoustic Maybe jam. we can get like a, a glass tiger or someone to drive me home. <laughs> get a different Canadian band. Maybe a Colin James. What's he doing right now? He still plays. He does still play. And let me tell you something. I'll never disparage Colin James. He is... Uh, wow, it's been five long years since you have. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him just the same. Here's the cups. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. No, no, oh, no. It's a guy in a truck. Guy, yeah. I almost put down my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you did Thank God I didn't. I <laughs> <laughs> would have been up to me to just keep talking for Shit. that four seconds while we pass that police officer. Yeah, we don't need that. We probably shouldn't be talking about this. You should cut that part out. Nah, nobody listens to this. That's good. Especially Thanks. the OPP, I hope. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's no cops listening You'll to You'll never this be shit. allowed to drive in Singapore. I know that much. They no. are not going to give you a rental car for sure. And plus, and all the camouflage I wear. <laughs> Barbados is out, clearly. <laughs> but what the hell was I talking about before the, uh, the cop scare? Uh, 
branding, uh, right? Branding, yeah. Yeah, so Daryl Purvis, he is gonna, he's eventually going to get a podcast. Mm. And what, what get one, uh, not do one. Get one. I feel that someone's going to give me. Yeah, he's going to usurp it. What is, are we still doing the um, the finishes bottle? Uh, I don't you, know. I don't know. I, uh, I got a lot of bottles. Because I tell you what, from a branding perspective, I think that sounds good. So me and Daryl, <laughs> you know, I'm going to try to get on the podcast as often as I can. And uh, and seeing how Daryl doesn't, he's not technically inclined. Doesn't know oh. doesn't know how to do a podcast. No, I don't. That's a big problem. I can go to the library, though. You can. If you go to the Toronto Public Library, they will do one for you. I'll borrow Sarah's card. But that's the thing. So I can show up with all my gear and my knowledge of how to do podcasts, but with, with no audience due to my branding <laughs> terribleness. Yeah. Basically, Mark's knowledge of technology, mm-hmm. te- technology, uh, is I, everything. Everything I have. My CD, that's just everything I have. Yep. It's because of Mark. That's right. So the, the only thing he has is his CD and his potential future podcast. Yeah. And uh, so, and what I do, I, I have an audience, but it's just, it's like the audience I get is from physical shows. People come see me. They are, hey, that guy's not half bad. And then they start listening to the podcast. But like nobody is Googling shit or, or sees like my description on iTunes. It's like, hey, let's check that out. Why, why would they? Not you know? now, but now, not before, but now that you are the gamut. Yeah. John, Johnny Crowell <laughs> runs the gamut. <laughs> oh, I wonder what he's going to talk about. Yeah. Who, who oh, knows? Is, is, he, is he gamuting again this week? Well, what's going to happen? Maybe maybe <laughs> he'll be in Aurelia. Talk about all the billboards. But Daryl's going to do what we think is finish this bottle. I want to be involved in this for a couple of reasons. Number one. I think it sounds like a better idea than what I have. Number two, um, it involves finishing a bottle of booze. <laughs> so, like, there, there's one podcast that took off called Drunk History, yeah. where people get drunk, comics get drunk, and, and read history. or so. I don't know. I don't listen to it. Oh, they try to tell history, but they're not very good at it because they're drunk. Because they're drunk. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's all bullshit, and they just they, they script it ahead of time, but whatever. I've seen a bunch. There's a bunch of episodes on Crave. It's pretty entertaining. Is that? Yeah, yeah. So, they also videotape it? Yeah. 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 That's smart. See? Smart sons of bitches. Not like me. Recording a podcast. See, because that's where it's at. If I was on TV, man, with these looks. Oh, that's a good podcast. Drunk driving. Drunk driving. (laughs) Mark Bennett. I just set up a bunch of uh, GoPros (laughs) in the car and just... (laughs) Bunch of checkpoints. Yeah. <laughs> and when the cops come on, hey, we're here with Special Officer Johnson. <laughs> yes, I'll blow into that. <laughs> Special Constable Johnson is uh, angrily on the podcast this week. <laughs> A real ball buster. <laughs> <laughs> this is our relationship, you know? He gives me shit, I give him shit. He's going to make me run the gamut right now. <laughs> One foot in front of the other. Walk the line and run the gamut. Well, yeah, maybe maybe that's what we'll call the podcast. Walk the line, then people will be expecting a oh, driver alert. Time for a break. I did oh, it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, does it just shut it down? It just. I think there's a. Co- it's pouring you a coffee. I, I'm surprised there isn't a coffee maker in this fancy vehicle. That would be great. This fancy dented vehicle. Do you know my son coming into the car? Like when I take him to the car, he's heard me say it so often. When I say let's go to the black SUV, he goes, let's go to the dented black SUV. Papa. <laughs> 
Papa. Papa. He is adorable. <laughs> oh my God. But you know what? Good show. A good Papa show. Crowdwork. Papa, Papa Crowdwork. Papa Crowdwork. <laughs> Papa Crowdwork. May I call? I can call the podcast that. You know what? I should have established that before I did well over a hundred episodes. You've of done my episodes. Yeah, I got a hundred and this is hundred and six, I think. Jesus. Yeah. And, and you uh, had Ryan McLennan before me. Listen, hey, we were doing a gig together. Oh, so yeah. I, gra- I I stuck a microphone in his face. I can't believe we don't have a podcast where we just watch a hockey game and scream at the television. Oh, uh, we, we shouldn't. You know what? Sports podcasts are big. Do we know enough about sports to do one? Well, we have enough opinions, that's for sure. We do. And you know what? Like I, I have found in my older age, 40 years old with one kid already and another one coming, that is difficult for me to justify watching a ton of sports. But let me tell you something. If we had a podcast <laughs> where we watched some sports and we drank some booze, yeah, and then we talked about these things, and then we we get ad revenue. Why don't, why don't we watch a classic sporting event and have a few drinks, a couple friends over? Yeah, watch a classic sport. Eighty-seven Canada Cup. Eighty-seven Canada Cup. Final game. Yeah. Talk about what kind of assholes about Messier uh, and yeah. those guys are. Yeah. How the Russians were playing clean. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. It's a good idea. So, Daryl Purvis, what's next for you? Uh, well, I'm, you know me, I'm a bit of a think tank. I just come up with ideas for podcasts. Yep. And, yep. Uh, so, I'll be sitting around thinking of an idea for a podcast. Oh, we're down to one lane here yeah, in Barrie. This is where the podcast uh, ends. Yeah, we got warned about this. Yeah. They said on your way home, you're going to get some traffic in Barrie because they're doing construction. So, try to run the gamut before you get there. <laughs> yep. Make sure you get all that podcast goodness in. Even though, really, it would make more sense to be doing the podcast when we were stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Instead of driving 120 down You need to get a hands-free podcast microphone. That's what McGlunham said. He said you need, like, one of those Madonna microphones, mm-hmm. you know, right to the gob. I mm-hmm. should get that. I could right to the gob with right. Mark Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm going to have I'm just going to form my own podcast network, <laughs> like Bill Burr. 24 hours of podcast. <laughs> Mark just says, this, all he does is podcast? Yeah. That's all does he, he make does. a lot of money? Nothing. No, no nothing. nothing. No Not ad revenue whatsoever. He's war- stretches himself thin, that guy. <laughs> stopped, stopped doing stand-up. He just reads billboards over and over again. It's the Bathing My Son podcast with Mark Bennett. <laughs> Getting my winter's tires changed. My winter's tires shouldn't have had those 20 beers. Oh, look, they are. They really are doing construction here. Mm-hmm. Look at the size of this fucking dump truck. I mean, you guys can't see it. You're, you're on the... You're, I, I always say you're on the radio. Like you're not on the radio. What do you call a podcast? The, the internet. They're on, they're on the line? They're on the line. They're on the app? We're taking callers. So Sarah, Daryl's going to... Uh, Daryl's, Daryl's got his life in order now. You see, what happened was he, uh, he met a wonderful woman. Uh, her name is uh, Diane. She's uh, corrected all my problems. She has, and she's corrected my pronunciation because I was trying to call her Diane. Like she's, she's also French. She's French. So my wife and my son, they they are, they have free reign to call her Diane, but uh, she just said to me, "Just Diane," <laughs> just with some stank on it. And I was like, "Fair enough, fair enough, Diane." Yeah, because her childhood nickname was Dee Dee. But the French accent, it was Zizi. Zizi. 
Zizi. Zizi. Really? Zizi. Yeah. So Zizi. I try to do that sometimes. She just like shakes her head. Zizi. 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 It's like I'm from Newfoundland, and when people try to say, what are you doing by? Like when they try, try to say by, they mm. just can't get it. And I don't know how to explain it to them to get them to do it. And, but, they, but they can't. And I guess that must be the same thing with French. Like we, we here, we're singing Zizi. Zien. Zizi. But people, the French are still like, no, you, no, no, no. No, you're not even close. Yeah, that's, uh, but my wife, she can do it. Now, uh, Zizi has fixed Daryl. <laughs> and she, what she's done is, uh, uh, well, she's provided um, some stability. Someone, someone to speak to besides me. Yeah, and, much. Uh, and that's, I mean, you need that. When Mark Bennett is one of your only sounding boards, yeah. things aren't going well. No, if someone said, is this your partner? I would say yes. <laughs> yes. She is my partner. And um, did we say that part on the podcast? That people thought you were, we were partners? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if we did that off mic. No. I guess we turned on the mics right away. Oh, really? We, how long have we been doing here? Oh. We're, we're, we're like the 45-minute part of the second half, which was the first half. First was half like was 10 like, minutes. Yeah, oh, well, that's fine. These people, they're, they're, listen, they're used to me bleating on for at least 45 by myself. So they can handle this. Mm-hmm. These my hardcore listeners. People who understand <laughs> what it's like to run the gamut. They usually stick to the same topics, but the topics, it's like, how do you, how do you say... Hey, listen to me and my li- I'll talk about my life. And it's interesting. Trust me. I got all my headline shows coming up in Toronto this week, starting on Tuesday. Look at the amount of workers, and not one of them working. Yeah, it's the classic worker. It's just all this. Like, we're going home and like at a snail's pace here, and these guys are fucking standing around. You know what, guys? Some of us work for 40 minutes a night. They're probably all like stand there going, "Hey, what's that new podcast, The Gamut? <laughs> Where do you guys find The Gamut at?" I, I can hear it live right now. <laughs> Just going past. Yeah. So, um, what was I talking about? Oh, Diane fixing you. Wait, do we have to get off? No, I'm going straight. Mm, I think you're going straight. They're well, going, they're going into Barry. We're either about to get arrested. Yep. We may be entering a construction zone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're we're the only people going to Toronto apparently. Wow, this yeah. is bizarre. Everybody that was else bizarre. Like, literally a traffic jam of people just were like, yeah, fuck it. We're, we live in Barry now. We live in Barry. I always get Barry mixed up with Sudbury. They look very much alike. Yeah. Sorry, Barry. Sorry, Sudbury. Because <laughs> we did yeah. a show last year in Sudbury, and I was we're driving through here, and I was thinking about, I remember we went to... Shoeless Joe's after the gig, and I was like, yeah. "Well, why did we stay in a hotel if we were only forty-five minutes away from Toronto?" Right, but that was a whole different city. Yeah, was I was Sudbury. like, "No, we're five hours away." Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got, I gotta say, Sudbury is one of my favorite places to play. I don't know why, but the audiences are very good in Sudbury. And remember earlier where I said that lady gave me the compliment, my friend, who said she liked the way I go, I ran the gamut. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she's from Sudbury. Oh, wow. You know? I, I got a real positive association with that place. I don't know you, you had know any what? friends in Sudbury. It'd be nice if they had told us the lane was closing yeah, before they, it had closed. a lot of construction. They really warned us in uh, Gravenhurst. They did. They about said all you, the construction, and they were dead on. I really, I was like, what do you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah, Gravenhurst sons of bitches. I like you people have ever left this town. Yeah. How do, what can, what can you, is that a police car? Even so, like, no, no, it's, this is definitely not, you're definitely not allowed to do this, right? No, like, cause you need, sure you're, you need you're supposed to, be... to have two hands on the wheel. Yeah. You're not supposed to have one hand 
You know, like they say you can't be like texting, but this isn't really texting. I'm looking at the road, right? Yeah. You're allowed to hold your phone in your hand, aren't you? We can't tell Diane we did this because she said, make sure you drive safely. And I said, I'm the passenger. So mm. she said, make sure you passenger safe. Well, I mean, this is, listen, we're safe. We're just, we're just, we got this car telling me I need coffee breaks. Yeah, this car is something else. The car does, it, it is nice, especially when we're doing something like this. It has, it has lane guidance. So, like, when I go out of the lane, watch this. Uh, uh, and it didn't do it. It's going <laughs> to ask you to get a coffee again? It's gonna, no, so what it does is it, it, it corrects your car. It, like, it straightens your steering wheel when you start to drift out of a lane. Because it can, oh. it has cameras on the front that tell you where the lane is. Oh wow! But I think it's covered in salt right now. My brother warned me about that. He said, "Yeah, it's a nice feature, but in Canadian winters, you're full of snow and salt, on, and your cameras they won't be able to pick up the lanes anymore. So don't rely on that. So basically, don't fall asleep at the wheel while you're driving home." That's, that's what smart. he said. You know. But I, no, I actually drove this. Remember, you guys were in France or yeah. in Argentina or somewhere. No, that time it was France, south of France. We're jet setters. What a life you guys have. What a life. And you know what's hilarious is uh, Sarah, my wife, says all the time about you two, well, look, they do so much stuff. What, what kind of life do they have? And I said to her, that was literally when the, the week we got back <laughs> from uh, the south of France. She saw your pictures of when you were camping. Camping in Scarborough. Camping in Scarborough. But then you were going somewhere else the next week. I don't uh, remember where it Muskoka. was. Muskoka. You were going to Muskoka. And no, not Muskoka. Uh, Prince Edward County. Prince Edward County, right. So a, ni- a nice uh, vacation spot mm-hmm. here, in, here in Ontario. And um, she was totally jealous. I said, we were just at the south of France yeah. 10 days. This is the, and I've been saying this, I've been bleating on about it on the I Said Shut Up podcast. Now the gamut. Now the gamut. The formerly known as the I Said Shut Up podcast. It, uh, I've been saying that this new generation of the Instagram and the Facebooks, people are just becoming depressed because they see people's pictures mm-hmm. and they're snapshots of you. And even if you're not having a good time, you smile for a half a second to take a picture. Yeah. And then everybody thinks you're having this great life. And there's scientific uh, proof of that. People now are like putting a lot of pressure on themselves to go do things that are going to make other people jealous. Like oh, going to Barbados. Yeah. Just to make me jealous. Just for one did. Instagram picture. That's the whole reason you did yeah. it. Just to make me and my wife fight. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Coming, nah, I was going to do something about camouflage, but it's <laughs> gone now. Um, yeah, here we are. Drive. This is, it's nice for the listeners to get a gist of what it's like to be, because there's, like I said, if there is an audience, if there's a demographic I have, it's people who are interested in stand-up comedy. And we were listening to a stand-up comedy channel on the way to the gig, and it was Jim Gaffigan talking about how the, uh, what did he call it? The, not the romance of the road wears off. The glamour. He said, well, you know, uh, just the glamour of the road wears off after you do a few gigs. And I'm like, yeah, it's not glamorous at all. You, it, It's... You're basically, you're like a transport truck driver, except when you get to the venue, you haven't started your work. Yeah. You just, and, and also transport truck drivers are paid more than us, generally speaking, unless we uh, turn into big household names. Like Jim Gaffigan. Like Jim Gaffigan. 
or Daryl Purvis when he does the finish this bottle sportscast. <laughs> the finish this bottle sportscast with Daryl oh, Purvis. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, finish this bottle sportscast. Where you get comedians drunk talking about sports. Yes. You know, and then whatever else, right? Yeah. Oh, well, you run the gamut. Yeah. You, <laughs> all you need is a theme in life. <laughs> you, need, you need three things. You yep. need booze, four things. Yeah. Booze, mm-hmm. comedians. Yep. Sports. Sports. And the gamut. And the gamut. <laughs> you need them all. <laughs> and my, uh, that that's the thing is, I've always thought that you just you need a bit of an angle you need a bit of a theme and if you get that you can branch off in whatever direction you want and people will accept it you know when they like me and daryl are from the east coast of canada so when we build shows together when we book them we usually book it as an east coast show and that in itself is enough of a theme to make people show up they go hey we're gonna show and then we just get up and do our act we do of course we are from the east coast so stuff like that comes up but it's not like it's a full-on hour-and-a-half East, East Coast, Coast material. No, not even close. You know, so we just... You just need people in the door. You need people tuning into the podcast. Why didn't I do an East Coast... Like, the East Coast podcast? I already I told would, you that was one of my other ideas. God damn it. So, but, the, finish this bottle, sports cast, East Coast. <laughs> East Coast edition. East Coast we watch edition. classic East Coast sports. Yeah. We'll go watch the Southern Shore Breakers oh, from... <laughs> From Newfoundland. Oh, man. Got Andy Sullivan, best <laughs> fucking hockey player that never played in the NHL. Yeah, but Andy Sullivan was so good, We even, I even know who he is. Do you really? Yes. Yeah. Andy Sullivan, he was, apparently. The greatest Newfoundland hockey player of all Newfoundland, time. Yeah, and never played in the NHL, and by choice. Yeah, he just wanted to play senior hockey. Yeah, he wanted he, he wanted to take over his family business. And let but me didn't tell Andy you, Sullivan play a few games for the uh, St. John's Maple Leafs? He did. He yeah. did. So, and, he's, and he, he got three points in, in two games. So the man gets three points in two games after having haven't played professional hockey in 20 years, and he was in his 40s, and he still got three points in two games in his debut. Like, that's how he really was fantastic. He could have been in the NHL. Well, he was drafted, but, like, he just didn't go. Yeah. And um, you know what, though? It's funny because at the time I couldn't understand a that at all it made no sense to me but now as a 40 year old man with one kid and one kid coming and this business being what it is and and remember when andy sullivan was going to make the nhl it wasn't this where you where you get a uh you know league minimum is 600 grand or whatever it is and you sign 4.5 million dollar contracts it was it would have been like 1985 like he wouldn't have gotten Basically, even if he had a long career in the NHL, he wouldn't have made a ton of money. And God knows, you generally speaking, you don't get a long career. You know, especially if you're just oh, there's a cop. Where? He can't right there on the side. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that really is. Yeah, he can't. He can't see these microphones from here. I hope not. I don't think. Well, that car is going way faster yeah. than us too. That would be his bigger concern. Yeah. Luckily, there was a car going faster than us let me tell you right now about andy sullivan yeah when you're talking about andy sullivan uh, on a ontario podcast you're running the gamut <laughs> you're right we we do we do cover a, a broad range of topics there is no doubt now perhaps that's infuriating to our listeners i don't know if you're a fan of 1980s east coast senior hockey this is a, <laughs> this is this a podcast is a, this is a for podcast. you let me tell you about the Truro Bearcats. 
<laughs> Can we go on about them? I and got nothing to say. The the so the idea that he turned it down when I was a kid, I'm like, what an idiot! And now going, like, cause we're both Daryl and I are in our forties, and while stand up comedy, we still choose to do it, and we have a nice life, but it's nothing compared to if our family had a had a, a an excellent business, and then uh, we took we, it over. We were you know? Ford Brothers. Yeah. You know, if, if, you, if you were, um, if your family was running a lovely, I don't know what, you know, uh, plastic wrap factory or whatever the Fords do, and you enjoyed your work and your co-workers, and you had a nice, comfortable living, you still played as much hockey as you wanted to play, he, like, he had it figured out, basically, when he was in his 20s, going, why would I go beat the shit out of myself, travel the world, and not, you know, not really have a family, leave my loved ones at home, and then maybe not make that much money, end up in a, in a minor leagues in Germany somewhere, for the, if I'm being realistic, because I'm not Steve Eiserman. I'm going to maybe play a couple of years. He said, nah, fuck it. And now I'm looking at it going, yeah. Because, you know, y- you get in the stand-up and you think to yourself, yeah, I'll be like, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, right? Me and Jerry, we'll be we'll be peers. You know what the difference is, Mark? Why you think that now? Because mm. you're a papa. I'm a papa. I'm wise. You have a new perspective on life. That's right. You have a family. I have sweaters. You mean for the longest time you've been in a loveless marriage? Right. But now you have a child to love. Right. That's reawakened some feelings. You know, it's 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 the reason me and so me and Sarah were like, should we just break up or have a kid? We're like, mm. let's have the kid. See if that fixes us. Yeah. And it did. Oh, geez. Let that, me tell you, you guys are. As strong as I've ever seen you, still pretty weak. But strong as I've ever seen yeah, you. Yeah, strong, as strong as we're going to get. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. We can stay in the same room for at least 20 minutes now. No, yeah, well, I see you guys fight a lot more now. But you know what? It's tired. <laughs> You're tired. You got a kid. Yeah, we got a kid. You know? Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it just it makes you go, like right now, and I've been saying this to the listeners, that while I love stand-up and I love the idea I love the idea of doing it. The process, you know, driving to these gigs is one thing. Because these are one-nighters. But, you know, let's go to Edmonton for three weeks. Then we'll go down to Tallahassee. And so be on the road, what, 300 days a year? That's to a weird tour. <laughs> yes, yeah, the Edmonton-Tallahassee tour. Edmonton-Tallahassee run. Yeah, you know. Oh, very, I've heard very, so many stories of that run. Very common. Jerry Seinfeld, big time. <laughs> It's a long drive. You got you do the Edmonton on Friday. Yeah, gotta get to Tallahassee by Saturday. Yeah, you got long drive all night long. You got to snort a little coke to get there. (laughs) Got to hit up the Ford family. Get yourself some coke. (laughs) So you know, I just don't want to travel all the time and do these things. So I've been saying, like, how do you stay a comedian and yet not travel? And it's uh, that's difficult, man. It's weird as you get older. Like I've been trying to write a bunch of stuff now. And I know that if I'm going to make it good, I have to go out and do open mics right. and pound away at it and keep chipping and changing and chipping and changing. And instead, I just write it and then that's it. Yeah. I'd rather stay home, hang out with the lovely Diane. Zizi. Zizi. <laughs> and I'd rather just do that. And it's it's hard as you get older and you're like, oh, you know what? This is nice. Yeah. I'm having a nice night watching British panel shows. Right. With my lovely much better half. Yeah, and the thing is that, and that's the thing, right? So, and these open mics, in case the listeners don't know, they're they're such garbage. 
There, it's, it's more than that you just have to go out and there's not a big audience there and sometimes it's not worth your time. You also have to sit through two, at least two hours. Usually it starts an hour late because they, nobody's there. So the, no audience. The, no nothing. audience. So the kids who are running it, they start, uh, show starts at 8 and then it starts at 9.30. And then you got to watch two hours of cringy material because a lot of these guys, they're not... They're trying it for the first time. They're not professionals, or they or or they're just or, not good. Or they think they're edgy. Or they think they're edgy, which is worse than anything. And uh, and you just gotta be like you spent. You gotta kill your whole night for the possibility that maybe this new joke you're working on. There's enough people there that it gives you a decent idea of how it goes. But it often doesn't, because even if it works in that room, those six people, it just hit them right the right way. And then when you get up in front of uh, 200 people who are paying money at a Saturday night comedy club, they're like, no, nah, that's not for us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's for that shit open mic you just did. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. You know, you go do a, a joke that would be really good in front of a theater audience or a comedy club, and you do it at that goddamn open mic, and then it, it tanks uh, for because it, nothing is working at that open mic, and then you don't want to do that joke anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a fine line. I don't know. Maybe we should just run our own show. That's what I was saying to Leonard Chan. I was just doing a show with the funny Leonard Chan. And um, he was like, "You." it sounds to me like you like home court advantage. And I said, I do. He said, like, places you're comfortable playing. I said, yeah. Places I know there's going to be an audience. And I know I'm, I'm comfortable on that stage. And uh, I said, that's what I'm thinking about running my own. He said, you should. Maybe, you know. Running your own, I did that for a while. It's a big nuisance. It is a huge you nuisance. You to book people, and it's not fun. I know. I know. And uh, I used to do one in Ottawa, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it gave me a really good place to work out material because I knew there'd be an audience because I was doing the work. So I would make sure that an audience came. And, um, I mean, I don't know how I do that here this, this day and age. When I was when I was starting out in Ottawa, I would just go to the university and just like put flyers everywhere, you know. And then I'd put them at the pub that also did the comedy night. And then people, you know, there was a little tiny room, so if we had thirty people, it was packed. And so every week, Quinn's comedy, Quinn's comedy hour, I think well, we call it. Back when you're going by Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Quinny crowd work. Oh, Quinny crowd work. If there was a podcast, if there was such a thing as a podcast back then, see how much the world has changed. There was no fucking podcast back then. There were no cell phones back then. That's how old I am. Well, I mean, there were cell phones, but they were flip phones that uh, you couldn't even text on. Big Zach Morris phones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, oh man, time flies. Now we're sitting here in a car that's telling me to take a coffee and Mm -hmm. recording a podcast, going out to the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Are we still recording? Imagine I looked down. I just had a moment of panic <laughs> that we had just. I'm not, what would be the difference if we were just talking to ourselves for 50 minutes? What would be the fucking difference? And you didn't test the sound either, too. So it could be horrible. Oh, you're right. I did. I tested the sound on the first part. And then you put it in a bag. Then I put it in a bag, and I probably yeah, all the, the not. All right, that was a snafu. I don't know. Hopefully. This is recorded. It seems like my mic was on, but it was very low. If not, we'll just go back to Gravenhurst (laughs) tomorrow night, and we'll do this all over again. So we 
I, I'm going to use my automated programs that I, I spoke so highly of. And I am going to see if I can recover my own voice. And uh, hopefully, because, I mean, what a shame, huh? Oh, if your voice is the key. If their listeners missed out on this, this is, I mean, this shows people what it's really like. Coming home after a gig, after you go out and you kill it at a birthday party. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up then, because uh, during during the um, checking of the mic to see if it was actually on, we literally, well, not, not almost went off the road, but we definitely were, were swerving around the road a little <laughs> bit. No, I checked. There was no cars around us. So we were all, everything's fine. DZ, if you're listening, <laughs> everything's fine. But uh, oh, it is a good she lesson. she turned this off long ago, trust me. <laughs> it's a good lesson that uh, we, should, we should clue it up. Thanks so much to Daryl Purvis for A, coming out and helping me out with an awkward situation. And B, being on a podcast that may or may not get broadcast. Oh, well, let's hope for the best. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, that's, this is... Uh, this is Johnny Crowdwork with <laughs> Running the Gamut. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Good night. Good night, everybody.